seated if you can. Take a look at the screen. Thank you, Jesus. If you're a veteran in our midst, would you stand where you are this morning that we might honor your service? We salute you. Is it on now? We salute you, and uh, we are indebted to you. We enjoy the spoils of the victory that so many of you have paid for. And that, that's true not only uh, in a national sense. Uh, we share victories, and we enjoy the benefits of victories that our Lord has won for us. Uh, if anyone ought to be in the posture of gratitude and thanksgiving, it ought to be us as believers. So we thank you. There's been a lot of talk about winning and losing this week, hasn't there? Paul, Paul talks about winning. In 1 Corinthians 9, he first of all talks about winning others. All the things he was willing to do that others might be won to Christ and might be saved. And, and then he comes to this kind of transitional phrase, and I do all things for the sake of the gospel that I may become a fellow partaker in it. All of us as believers are in a race too. And the outcome is already known in one sense. Christ is the victor. 
But Paul here asks a question of himself that's sobering. And that is, is he qualifying himself to participate in that victory? He says, do, do you know, and he's talking to Corinthians who had seen the Olympic Games probably, do you know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way then that you win. And everyone who competes in the games, probably the Olympic Games, exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable wreath, a crown. Therefore I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as to not be beating the air. This is not a lot of motion for nothing. That's what he's saying. Then he says, But I buffet my body and I make it my slave, lest possibly, after having preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. You know, win or lose in so many different things in life, I think it's important to us to remember there's one race that we're in that matters more than any. And that's this marathon that we're in with Jesus. Uh, wasn't that long ago that victory was claimed. Do you remember this guy, Lance Armstrong? Time and time again, he would wear the yellow shirt, you know, the leader of the, the bicycle race and so forth. Seven, seven Tour de France's he won. That, that was his posture. Uh, even more so than holding the handle. It seemed like this was Lance Armstrong, right? And then the truth came out after seven victories that he had been uh, juicing the whole time. Enhancing his abilities as an athlete with drugs. It's interesting. I got this picture of, of, of uh, Lance Armstrong from actually a, uh, a story on body language. And uh, they depicted that face as the face, the body language of someone who definitely had something to withhold. This morning we're going to be talking about lawlessness. And that doesn't just apply to the world around us. It applies to our own souls. Lord, help me, though I preach to others. Be so attuned to you who sees all and everything that I live a life of integrity before you. And that in all that I do and all that I support and all that I stand for, I don't disqualify myself from the victory that you will give me. When we come to communion, we, we come confessing because we care what he sees and what he knows and in his mind whether or not we are living as victors in this world according to his grace, right? This is a time of self-examination and a time where we reclaim our victory in Jesus Christ and we look at our own souls and we say, Lord Jesus, however it looks to the rest of the world, 
I need to know I'm right with you. Thank you, God, for your grace, for your forgiveness, for your love of us, even though, Father, our love for you seems sometimes so imperfect, so faltering. Forgive us, Lord Jesus. We thank you that you believe in us and that your own love for us perfects our love for you. So, Father, we drink deeply this morning of your forgiveness, of your love, and we pray that our hearts would be so one to you that we would have a higher loyalty to you than any other thing in this world. Make of us those kinds of people, Father. We thank you that you have that kind of love and loyalty for us. That on the night that you gave yourself up for us, you gave thanks to the Father, and you took bread, and you broke the bread, and you gave it to your disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Would you partake of the, of the bread this morning? And after supper, Jesus took the cup. And he gave thanks to you, our Father, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take and drink from this, all of you. All of you. Peter that would deny him. Judas that would betray him. The disciples that would desert him. Take and drink from this, all of you. For this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, we do these things. We partake of this bread and of this juice. We pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit on this juice and bread and your Holy Spirit upon us, your people, as we partake of it. We pray, Father, that we might not only be those who proclaim the gospel and claim our victory in it, but, Father, that we might be fellow partakers in it, as Paul was. Above all, Father, let us to run our race in such a way that in your eyes we stand with your Son. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray even as Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.